Hello, I'm Stuart Mabbott and I'm one of the hosts of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. It's a slightly different style of episode today. Uh, we've recently had an Oxford University micro intern with us, which we have on a regular basis, Evan Burke, and he actually did the edit of this episode and uh, some of his edits are actually audible uh, but that's probably lack of experience because hopefully the edits we normally make aren't quite so audible and we wouldn't maybe have edited it in the way he did but it's good to give people uh, a chance you know and get some experience and interns always bring us new energy and fresh insights and ideas and uh, Evan certainly did and so have a listen and do you like Evan's style of editing? Because it, 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 regardless of whether you can hear the edits, it gives us a slightly different vibe. Can you actually hear his edits? Have a think. How would you have edited this episode or a previous episode? Maybe get in touch. Email us at thepeoplescountryside at gmail.com and give us your feedback. So here's the episode. <laughs> I would say it's very important to have a good support network, especially in these challenging times. There's a saying, blood is thicker than water. In my experience, blood is just thick. I'm amazed, sir. I thought you'd end up in dead in a ditch somewhere. How important are friends and family? That's going to be the question we're going to explore on today's episode of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. I'm William Mankell, I'm one of the co-hosts of this charade, as Stuart always likes to call it. He's the co-host. And we've got what's it, six themes, Stuart, that we actually cover usually mm. in, these, in these podcasts. So if you're thinking about whether this podcast is for you or not, what are those six themes? Rattle, them, rattle the list off right now, Stuart. Sustainability, climate, human condition, philosophy, nature and... The human condition. No, social justice. <laughs> tell, you you can tell how much I was listening, right? Yeah. So it says debate on the tin, but it, it, it often it can often go into debate, but it really is more of a discussion between two people, very similar to what you would hear in a pub or a restaurant over here in a pub or a restaurant. In fact, when we record this, we're we're in one one guy's one person's in the right ear, one person's in the left ear. We, we want you to be in the middle of this conversation. That's where we're that's where we're aiming for. And who are you? I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit, and I'm here with William to stretch your thinking about the big issues. My job is just making nature relevant to everybody in every way possible. And I talk, I write, I lead walks. I do all well. I'm looking to get a wheelchair to actually continue leading my walks. It'd be out of a sight, wouldn't it, William? A wheelchair with blue hair blowing out the back. Yeah, and, and you'll probably get one of those wheelchairs that's got a, like a top speed of like 50 miles an hour or something like that. Yeah. BBC, you're blasting up this track. Yeah, exactly. Doing wheelies and popping yeah. popping wheelies and all that sort of thing. We have real discussions with real opinions, authentic views. No scripts. I said no scripts. No scripts. We're a world-scale podcast with a local feel keeping the big issues in yours and our consciousness. And we hope that everybody realises through listening back to our archive of material that uh, we're all custodians of the little piece of nature on our doorstep. We meander and we roam and we're rather nomadic with these conversations. We are and there's no swearing apart from the occasion. No. <laughs> right. So the question we have today is from Fanica. I hope we've pronounced your name right there. From Kenya. Go on. What's the question? How important are friends and family? Go on. Stuart, do you want to talk about your family? <laughs> bunch of, oh, I've put bunch you, of put you on the spot, haven't I? Well, yeah. well you me, put me on a pedestal compared with that lot, yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. What is it the saying that friends are the family you can choose for yourself? Yeah. So for, how important are friends and family? 
I would actually just like to sort of put it into a more of a more of a looser group of your support network because friends and family are away are your support network there i would say it's very important to have a good support network especially in these challenging times we have with serious conflicts around the world and so you're relabeling it away from friends and family to support network yeah because i feel that that and not defining who they are yeah exactly yeah so i like that so your friends and family families can family for me can be often be an excuse to be a to you and be be horrifically horrible to you because oh they're family so i can treat them however i want to friends can be the same thing but you kind of feel some you feel you can walk away from it whereas family is some people feel they're stuck with their family and they're still engaged with members of their family because they feel they have to rather than they actually want to would you agree with that yeah yeah i, I see that in other people yeah but, but your friends and family for me are are your support network and you are That's their an interesting support. reframing of it. And you are their support network as well. You know, mm. I've been supporting a member of my family recently, which has been challenging at times. Still is challenging. But those, the thing that I drew strength from was my support network, the people around me. You know, whether they were a direct blood relative of mine or not, it didn't really make much difference. I was getting support and and advice really good advice from various different places. And I was able to put all that advice together and it supported me, definitely. We're sort of approaching this personally, but I don't know if it's directly... But I don't, I don't know how you can... Can you speak generally when it comes to friends and family? A suitable support network for your life and removing friends and family from it. I think that is something a lot of people could learn from. It's a different way of approaching it. So somebody might be a friend somebody might be a relative but they're actually part of the support network and, and you're taking us that status that label from them and making it more relevant to life like i said you can get so bogged down in family the mm. family becomes and family is important i think a family is important but it's the members of the family that are there for you as well you know i know members is it important enough to if it's a really destructive influence on on life is it so important that you just should not walk away from it or should you there are some instances where you should i i think it's I think with any relationship because that's what we're talking about here is a relationship is it's got to be some form of give and take it's got to be two ways sometimes it's heavily one-sided for a specific isn't that reason. just isn't that just life and, that, you have and to that's deal just with your reaction to it and that is just life yeah so somebody's going like i said i'm supporting a member of my family who really needs the support and they they can sometimes heavily lean on me and other and my sister as well mm. so i'm kind of giving away here it is in a way but it's i don't really want to talk about it on the podcast i know that in the past they've also i've sort of lent on them as well you don't understand what yeah. i mean it's like it's it's give and take in life and i think mm. that's where i that's where i've come up with this idea of and it's actually vocalizing it has made mm. me realize it is that it's a support network we're responsible for our own reactions to the people in our lives and our own reactions to the people who aren't in our lives anymore I, there's a saying blood is thicker than water in my experience blood is just thick yeah it is it is <laughs> But you know that yeah, they're gonna get don't wanna get too much into sort of to make it too personal. No. But I know I know who the who the most important people to mm. me, who they are mm. and why they're important to me as well. Mm. It's I, not I, so I'll get personal. For for me, I did sit and think about this a long time. Friends and family don't means very little to me at all. 
because I don't really have. I don't have family and I, I don't really have friends. But and I was struggling with what do I have? And then when you come and we started recording, you've said, oh, well, you have a support network. And it's sort of like that's reframed it. So, yeah, I think it's important to actually it's important to have the right people around you. I think it's just as important to make sure you lance boils and get rid of the people who may not be good for you at this point in time or ever. And then manage your, your your reaction to, to them, their memory, that memory, they might be alive, they might be dead, whatever. Sometimes you just got to cut that boil off, haven't you? You've got to glance it. You've got to get, you've got, you've got to move on from it. Mm. And it's good to, it's, it's good and healthy to Mm. move on from it and move on from it quickly. Also, when something works, you know when it's not working as well. Mm. You know when when something works, it really works. Mm. You know, so the relationship I have with certain members of my family, they just naturally work. You know, we have such a close tie with each other, and even when we're actually massively apart as well, we're we're still we're still very much in each other's thoughts as well. But it's the same with friends. You know, mm. you support each other. Mm. I think life is such a Life is such a weird challenge sometimes. So sometimes it can be the most easiest thing to do. And sometimes it can be the most challenging thing to do. Mm. Even just getting out of bed in the morning can be the biggest challenge. So this having a good support network is whatever you want to label them as. I mean, I think, I think friends, for example, is such an interesting word. And it, how do you describe somebody, you know? I like, how, and some people say to me, not not yourself, so don't promote yourself up to that level. People in my life have actually uh, introduced themselves when I, they've been with me. So I'm Stuart's friend, and I think, you're not. <laughs> you know, you're, you're somebody I get on with, but you're not my friend. <laughs> but that's that's interesting because, you know, when, if I were to... Depends on which context I introduced you as. I wasn't talking about you, but... Yeah, I know, but I was, I was just saying how, how I introduce somebody... You know, sometimes my wife isn't even introduced as my wife just because it's it's the context of the moment. Mm. You know, oh, this is Min. Here's that. Then oh, that's my wife. Why don't you lead with that? Well, that's mm. that's that's for me. That's that's important but for you. Mm. That probably isn't. Mm. So it could be that if, like for example, with you, Stuart, I might say, oh, my friend Stuart. You know, mm. he probably doesn't think it the other way around. Don't care. Mm. But the, um, <laughs> it, it, it depends on which context it is in. Oh, 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 Stuart. He's the guy I do gardening for. He's the guy we we do the podcast with. He's the one that keeps insulting me. Depends on the context, right? Yeah. I remember we were at a dinner table once, uh, you and I, William, and uh, Mrs. Wildman's mother leant across the table and said, are you, are you two friends? <laughs> How did we answer that? I think we said, no, uh, think, we just think, work together, don't we? I, th- I think I think mine was stunned silence to begin with. <laughs> I'm like, I've never even considered it. I wanted to go back to that. I didn't, didn't finish my thought earlier, but friends, the whole idea of friends often comes from when we were children. And, we, you know, when we were at school, we had our best friend, you know, that would think the friend you do everything with. I think as you get older, you kind of, well, I know that I get, as I've got older, the word friends has become a lot more, a lot more looser term. You know, you have, mm. almost like you have friends in different situations. People grow up, people say to me when they get in their 20s, I've lost touch with my my friends from school years. And, and then people I've spent teenage years with and in my 20s, they're beginning to fade away. And they look at you and say, "Is there something wrong with me?" And I said, "No, that, that's what happens in life. If you get if you get to about forty and fifty, begin to realise you had a different set of friends at different points in life." Yeah, it amazes me actually that how people can stay friends and be in touch with somebody since they were really young. Distance helps that. It does. Yeah, I mean, my wife is definitely 
um, has friends from 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 a very young age because she rem- she's got a friend who lived in the same village as her mm. when she was growing up, or she's got friends that she was a pen pals with. She had, she used to be pen pals with mm. hundreds of different people, but she's kept in touch with a, a handful of them. And there would have been one friend uh, she was a pen pal when she was twelve years old. You know, so that's a long that's a long friendship, isn't mm. it? But then it's sort of like sometimes friendships or relationships sort of like they move apart from each other physically you're not in each other's you're not living in the same space and you might not see each other for about five or six or maybe 10 years and then suddenly you come back again and you might that intervening period i've had of people that i i think oh is that i think are we still friends is that, is that still a thing but mm. i kind of think actually hold on a minute you know and again my wife actually said this if you were to walk down the road and think and this person would walk past you when you met them in the street randomly would you want to talk to them? Would you want to engage with them? Mm. And if the answer is yes, then of course that is then that is still your connection. That's still part mm. of your that you could say that's still part of your support network. I didn't have anything positive, minimal role models and family personally. Just a you know like a lot of families, just a what do you call it? A, not broken family, dysfunctional. Dysfunctional. I was going to use the word dysfunctional. I was like, is that a bit harsh? You know, dysfunctional and sort of like it was. There was really bad communication debilitating shyness in in there not for me there's rivalry there's a surprise Stuart's not shy yeah there's rivalry there's one-upmanship there's nastiness and there is a disturbing use of humour to hide all that yeah and then belittlement was in there and then friends well when I was growing up it it was it was like a zoo it really was and it was just I just remember you know I was never really picked on but I remember every everybody was just disrespectful to everybody else. And some people, I remember, they'd make a statement about their life. And then before anybody else could criticise, oh, say, for example, oh, I'm into football, but I'm not very good at it, before anybody else could shoot them down. And, and it's sort of like when somebody achieves something, you are ripped to pieces and Oh, but when you tried to do something, you were ripped to pieces. And I, I remember, I, I still remember this. I, I was a closet cricketer. <laughs> I came out on the lower sports field in uh, Oxford Boys. The lower plateau. Yeah, the lower plateau. And that's normally the rugby pitch. That I is. remember, I, I, you know, I, I, I was a, a pretty good batsman, but nobody I went to school realised. And I remember we were having this... Uh, in, sports le- a games lesson PE lesson and I remember we had, we had an outdoor game of cricket and it was just sort of like amongst ourselves the teacher was involved and stuff and it just happened to be my chance at batting and there was this ultimate sports guy looking back he was like a two foot you know, and I don't know why. I don't know why we looked up to him because we didn't. Because we looked down. Looking down to him. Right. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> he, he was this so-called superstar at, at sport. But you know, talking about big fish in small ponds, as we were in a previous episode. And he uh, was good, a re- good reference there, Stuart. Good yeah, reference. And he was a little fish in a small pond. I have to say. Anyway, and uh, I remember he, he saw me coming across the pitch with my pads and the bat and. He knelt down and prayed to God because, you know, because it, it was me. And for the next half an hour, I was hitting that ball around like a lunatic. He didn't didn't get to hit the ball once. And I remember walking home and I could hear people saying, that he, he scored 75. Can you believe that? I couldn't even, he was so shocked that I was good at it. 
that they forgot to actually do their usual thing of criticising. Stunned, in, uh, stunned into silence. Yeah, and, and I never played cricket again in front of them, and I just thought, what a way to go out. Anyway, it was just so nasty. No matter what, what you wanted to do or, or what you were in, you were shot down. And then when you look back, they were interested in the same stuff. Yeah. And it was just so nasty. So when I grew, grew, grew left school and um, formed my own life, I, I thought my life doesn't have friends and family in it. But then uh, having recorded this, I thought, yeah, but I had a support network in it. Interesting. In, so I always say stretch your thinking. You that, that, and that, that stretched mine. That's come out. That's literally just come out today. Yeah. I never thought about it until today, but it's also the experience I've had over the last month as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 built up to that thought. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's I think it's been there the last two weeks, especially, or definitely mm. the last month since mm. uh, Easter, since mm. the incident happened that East happened at Easter, and all the support oh, that yeah. I had after that mm. made me realise just that specific thing mm. that family and friends are not the right way of looking at it you know the people that are actually truly there for you and you are truly there for them when they need them because they're people uh, not labels yeah they're just they're people and individuals so you know i can think of people that are not my family and i can people think of people that are my family that i want to stay in touch with and vice versa they're mm. people that i've just moved on from because i can't i can't have them in my life anymore do leopards change their spots no do people ever change no, not do, fundamentally. Do, how can people change if you don't allow them to? I think think fundamentally people don't change. Because I've been the to school reunions of you. I've no, I was not even been aware of one. Well, I wouldn't even want to go to one to be frank with you. I went, and I have to say the same dynamic starts to come out. Yeah, because it because you're, you're almost like you're going back into habits, aren't you? But it's it's, it's a bit but sad, they just, really. They, isn't they it? just amplify. The unpleasant people are even more unpleasant now, generally. I did have a school reunion of sorts three or four years ago. There was five of us who gathered together. I remember. Yeah. That um, was a group of friends, though, just getting yeah, together. So that's, that is, that is in a way, a reunion, yeah. right? And one of the friends, one of my friends said to me, James, his name is, he said, out of everybody in this room, out of everybody here, he said, I'm the one that's changed the less. Mm. And I was like, I didn't know how to respond to that. I didn't. Know, I didn't know what he meant by that. Did he mean how I, how I, with my character? Mm. Um, but I, for me, everybody was also the same as well. The dynamic mm. was the same because the people were fundamentally the same. The one thing I would say is that maybe, as we, I would say, we we were all of us a little bit more confident in ourselves because we were yeah. older. We're in our forties at that point. All of us would have been roughly at the same time age. But the dynamic was still. But the dynamic was the same in some respects. It would have changed quite a bit because, of course, we hadn't seen each other for such a long time. A lot of these friends we hadn't seen since our 20s because I, I lost touch with them. I, I, we, we went off in different different paths. Some have moved away. You don't bump into them on a daily basis. But, yeah, you can fall back into those, those habits, can't you? When uh, you meet up again. I think the negative traits can really be amplified enormously through life when you meet some Because I remember there was one girl she was just loud and she was obnoxious and she it was just she was unnecessary yeah you know and yeah. i remember i think in a previous episode i mentioned a friend of mine is buried in tinmouth yeah and i remember going down there for for the funeral and i, I bumped into this woman now 2014 it was uh, and long cut long so short somehow i ended up in an indian restaurant and uh, she was it was a group of us and and she was at the table 
and it was just sort of like she'd done some good stuff in her life she she was a foster 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 mother she had kids she worked in the legal system for looking after child welfare and stuff and but there was just something simmering there and then and then very quickly she said oh i gotta make a call she said because i got a bunch of people working for me and keeping the business running and uh, and I thought, my, have you told me that because you want me to know you're you're successful, or have you told me that because you need to excuse yourself from the table? Didn't know. Came back to the table, and then she, um, I was talking about a memory I have when I was a baby, and I remember this thing in black and white. And uh, she was, cause she, this this woman, she she worked in the in the courts looking after the legal situation of, of minors. And she was saying, you you can't remember it. Uh, he said, because she said, you, you didn't see the world in, in black and white, so why would you remember it in black and white? And she said, anyway, when I'm at work, children under the age of four, their memory, their, their memories aren't considered reliable. I said, yeah, that, that's in a court of law, but it doesn't mean you can't remember it. And it doesn't mean that you don't, you, you don't remember it in black and white. Anyway, further on, we had the funeral. It was pouring with rain when we came out. And uh, various people d- d- darted for various shelters. And I ended up in this rather strange doorway of this warehouse overlooking the sea with a group of people I went to school with. And I just thought if it hadn't rained, this moment would not have happened. Mm. And it was, it was a bunch of people I would not have actually spent. I had nothing in common with. And I really didn't speak it in that moment. I didn't speak to them because I thought I got nothing in common with you. Anyway, this woman came in who I had that situation with the night before. She came in and she said, one day, one day employing hundreds of people and the next day shouting in the doorway full of rain. And uh, and I thought, yeah, there's an ulterior motive for that to come out of your mouth. And her obnoxiousness had amplified in the in the convening 30 years. So generally you look back at who you thought was obnoxious when you were a kid. Probably, probably are still obnoxious now. Yeah, there's been, a- you know, we, we'd come out of a funeral uh, and we would get trying to stay dry, and she had to use it as an opportunity to say how well she'd done in her life. What well, the the opposite of this? And, uh, there's Gross. one guy. There's one guy who I went to school with. I was never friends with at school, but I often wondered what had happened to him because he wasn't. He was a, he was a bit of trouble when he was at, in the first couple of years at Oxford Boys, but he changed towards the exam time. He yeah. became more focused, and I often wondered what happened to him. A guy called Chris Barry, if you're listening to this, mm. I would love to know what's happened to him. Just, just, just we, were, we were never friends. It just, that just suddenly occurred to me. We were never friends, but I was always. Mm. I remember him saying that because I, I was sort of playing up towards the end of my my school time there because I didn't see the reason of being there. And I remember him saying in an English class that he said that isn't it funny how you know how how the tables have turned how. All the, all those all those kids, the quiet ones, are, are right at the start of this 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 school time. Would were, were you know they were the quiet ones getting on with their work, and we were the ones causing trouble. Now it's kind of seems to be the the roles have reversed. It's it was a, it was an interesting interesting how, insight. How with family that you haven't seen since you were younger, and friends from school that you haven't seen since you were younger. How do they? Do you imagine they would perceive you would have turned out? I I would have I would have thought they would have even thought thought of me in the first place. Interesting, yeah. Wouldn't have even remembered me. I, I remember have, but I do remember vividly remember this one guy coming up to me in the city centre many years ago, but probably about ten years ago now. And he said, "Oh, William, we went to school together." And I looked at him, I'm like, "Did we?" 
Mm. I didn't say that. I was a bit, he said, yeah, we were at school together, Oxford Boys. And I was like, sorry, I didn't recognise you. And I'm like, to this day, I can't remember his name. Mm. Didn't yeah. recognise him. Did not recognise him. He recognised me, but I don't, didn't recognise him. I had a, a Facebook exchange with, uh, about 10 years ago. Somebody I went to school with, he's now in the Air Force and he was stationed over in Lincolnshire. Anyway, I was trying to get permission to do some uh, work on the MOD land but and he was trying to sort it out. And when I first got in touch with him, he said, oh, I'm amazed. He said, I thought you'd end up in dead in a ditch somewhere. And I, I, I thought to myself, yeah, I, you know, you just written off, you know and it's interesting isn't it but we do that to other people but again people don't really change anyway I, we we've drifted who's, who was that question from uh from fanaka fanaka butchering butchering your name fanaka yeah. in kenya how important are friends and family is the question today i think we've we've covered that quite succinctly well, we we've gone off in all different directions as it as it always does tangent 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 yeah, I'd have to listen to this one back because there's a lot in here. Anyway, hopefully we haven't been two men sat in a pub waffling on, boring. Uh, we, we've offered a bit more to the, the conversation. But uh, actions, actions towards friends and family, William. Mine is stop labelling them and just have the right people in your life right now. It's just don't disrespect anybody else. Just move on from the others. Remember that family, you can walk away from family. You can walk away from members of your family that are mm. are toxic, mm. you know. But just because they're your blood relative, it can sometimes be harder. But you can do it. Job done. So the next question: Have you ever experienced social pressure? 